Habibi, come to Dubai. That's a slogan you've probably heard if you've ever been to the Middle East. Founder Journeys International Road Trip continues. I am in Dubai and uh, connecting with one of our Launch Academy alumni. They are a husband and wife powerhouse, Anjani and Rachana, that are tackling the industrial waste problem in the construction industry through their company, Suppliers Cave. Uh, we're going to talk about making the shift from corporate world to startups and black swan events that uh, shake up your startup and the power of meditation to get you through those highs and lows that startup life brings you. Three, two, one. We are back again with another episode of Founder Journeys. Um, today we are in Dubai and uh, we're meeting with one of our portfolio companies, Suppliers Cave. Uh, Supplier Cave is based here in the UAE, but uh, they're also expanding into North America and using our Canadian Startup Visa program to uh, eventually get into Canada. Uh, uh, Anjani, why don't you introduce yourself and uh, Rachna, and uh, maybe just tell us a little bit about Suppliers Cave first, and then we'll dive into your journey and uh, the relationship that you guys have uh, with Suppliers Cave. Sure. Suppliers Cave is an online platform to connect suppliers and buyers of industrial products. We help contractors liquidate surplus material and uh, we connect suppliers and buyers in general, whether they are traders, manufacturers, contractors, or service providers. There are several players in the value chain of any uh, industrial sector. Uh, These are manufacturers, suppliers, contractors, service providers, and uh, the end user, of course. So uh, all of them have different needs. So every, each of them buy and sell goods. So we help these people connect and uh, we provide value by uh, cutting out the procurement process, by uh, simplifying the procurement process. Yeah. So, yes. so you're, you're a multi-sided uh, marketplace. Yes. So not only do you have um, people that are looking for these raw materials or these construction materials, you have the groups that are trying to sell it. Um, but are there any other stakeholders involved? Like there's, there's somebody that wants to use the construction mill to build a building. There's somebody that's got excess from when they uh, finish completing their building. Yeah. But are there any other type of buyer personas involved here? Um, are recyclers yes. coming in there yes. and saying, can we take recycle or material and just go take and yes. recycle it? Yes, uh, there are recyclers involved. At the end of the day, they're buying material from these construction companies mm-hmm. who have surplus and they're again selling it to somebody else. So uh, we look at connecting each player, you know, whether they are recyclers or whether they are a manufacturing company buying material from these recyclers. So uh, depending upon what the application is and what the use is, we uh, uh, leverage our network to connect these uh, players. Just to add on into this, that is, we're trying to create an ecosystem that is around this entire uh, value chains, where it is a buyer could be a seller, and from you know the seller could be a buyer. So it's not just that is that uh, there's only one role play. It is of a company or a or a or, or a party. It could be it is a several role plays. It is by different people that is contributing to the entire uh, site per se. So it could yeah, be. These are not one-off transactions. This is like yeah, it's a day-to-day yes. But one, one of the reasons why I asked the recycler question is we've had a couple other companies uh, really start to dive into the circular economy. How yes. can you cycle material back and forth and, and reduce wastage and, and excess uh, uh, manufacturing uh, in our ecosystem? And so I kind of see you guys playing a real instrumental role in that because yes. you're, you're making things far more efficient for also all parties here. Yes. Uh, just to give you an example, uh, we have 
manufacture of aluminum ingots. So they are the suppliers of raw material to various manufacturers who use aluminum ingots and uh, supply the finished product. Okay, uh, they are the sellers, but they are also buyers of uh, aluminum scrap because they need the scrap to uh, make manufacture the ingots. So they both buy and sell from us. So they buy through us and they uh, sorry they and they sell they sell through us and they buy from us. So that is the kind of ecosystem that we are talking about. And uh, talking about circular economy, um, you know, we can be called as OLX for industrial products. And uh, uh, if you look at the industrial waste, uh, you know, we, we all talk about food waste. Uh, we all talk about, say, uh, the waste which uh, consumer waste, you know, the plastic bags or uh, even goods which we buy and, uh, you know, uh, which we don't use, which in turn uh, turn into waste. But the industrial waste, it is much more huge and uh, the carbon footprint is really enormous. Um, just to give you an example, say any project, uh, you know, typically the construction projects, there are procurement and uh, design contingencies involved because of which they always buy more material than what they need. And uh, that typically accounts to one to two percent of the project value. So if you're talking about a billion dollar project, you have 20 million uh, worth of inventory which is which won't be used and which would go as waste and it would go as crap and if you look at the yield of such material it is typically between two to eight and uh, it, this is where we bring value and we uh, uh, you know give those contractors a value of 40 to 60 percent of the cost price and, and how long have suppliers can keep been around uh, we have been around for five years uh, I conceived it around 2015, the idea, and it took me a good two years to, uh, you know, get it to life. And we started the company in 2017. So let's talk about that journey. <laughs> so, so <laughs> what was life like before Suppliers Cave? Like, what were you doing and how did you come up with this idea of like, this is what I want to do? Yeah, so uh, I was working as a supply chain manager with a construction company called Larson & Tubro. Uh, they're one of the biggest uh, companies in India. It's a construction conglomerate. Was that in India or in yeah. the UAE? Uh, I was in the UAE, but it's an Indian-based company. And it has a long history, which uh, dates back to the Second World War. And uh, there were two Danish engineers who came from um, Denmark. Uh, and they have set up the company here in India. And they were supplying um, equipment to British during that time. And... Uh, 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 in, during the 70s, it was completely nationalized and uh, the founders, they uh, exited, you know, they uh, got out of their stakes from the company, but they were still highly revered. And that's how the name Larson Tubro, who is of two Danish engineers, but it's a 100% uh, Indian company. Yeah. That's really interesting. <laughs> yeah. And, and so, so you're sitting at the company. Yes. And um, uh, what... What motivated you to try to become your own entrepreneur? Yeah, um, I was uh, working as a supply chain manager and I was handling uh, the closeout of a project. Uh, it was a project for uh, Admo Apco. Uh, it's, it's a project for Adnoc. It's an oil and gas company in Abu Dhabi. And we had inventory worth uh, 20 million from the project. And I was trying to liquidate that material. Ex excess. Excess, material. excess material. The project was completed. And this is the excess uh, material that has been, uh, you know, left over. So I was trying to liquidate the material and I could see, uh, you know, freshly, uh, you know, mint material, which is in mint condition, but it can't be used for any project. It has to go back to a, uh, you know, furnace to be melted and made into a different product. So that is uh, where I got the idea 
because I see the value of the material that is being there yeah. and uh, the value we, we could actually get from, you know, by selling it to a scrap dealer. And uh, yeah, that's how uh, I got the idea and the motivation has been, uh, you know, uh, it's definitely a lot of carbon footprint and uh, we are better off trying to reduce the waste, whether it is food waste or any other waste. And uh, we would save the planet. And then Russia, how do you get <laughs> so since it, is, it was his idea and being a part of his family and being a spouse uh, this and again it is being into investments I found a lot of uh, uh, since it is a lot of investment has been spoken around the ECG concept the environmental social and the governance uh, this was a very right and an apt uh, you know transaction or a project to so call for me as such it is to look in and then it was more of an uh, entrepreneurial side of journey that I also wanted to explore and you know cultivate myself into being a founder and you know find out uh, that what kind of entrepreneurial stints like you know I mean qualities do I have so that was one of the reasons that I roped in and then I had performed a lot of I mean you know activities that is into the company say getting into the strategies finding it is you know uh, guide yeah finding the right talent uh, guiding the right talent doing the marketing I mean, you know, trying to scout for funding at times, uh, you know, standing in front of accelerators to explain it is our program, it is beat, um, like, you know, we've, we've participated at is even at 500 uh, startups, so several, several others, YC yeah. and stuff. So, yeah, I mean, that, that's kind of a journey for us. As so, such. so you'd say you got bit by the entrepreneurial bug? Yes, it was, yes. But what, what, what was your journey prior to that? Like, what were you doing before... Uh, so I have, uh, I come from a consulting background, so I've worked with Ernst & Young and Deloitte. I've been into consulting for almost like, I mean, I've been into mergers and acquisition. So always have been into that M&A and investment field. So I've seen it as other people do it. And so this was my chance that is of getting into it, that is, and seeing it as if, you know, uh, some kind of an, an operational side of it to see that and then it is eventually it is every startup gets acquired or it is become, becomes big and starts acquisition. So. Eventually, that was a roadmap that I was seeing, and that's where I was interested and inclined into this particular business. And you dove right in. Yes, I did. Um, now, speaking about diving in, diving in can be scary at times and uh, stressful at others. What, uh, what are some of the, the ups and downs, the challenges? What are some of the things that you wish you had known what's going to be ahead of um, you before you dove in? Uh, I mean, there's a difference between knowing and being. There's probably nothing I did not know. Like we all know, uh, you know, the journey will have high highs and low lows. But how high could it be and how low could it be that you would never get to know without actually doing it? Uh, so we all know there would be tough times. But how tough? Uh, that was really tough. You know, for me, I couldn't imagine till the time I experienced the lows and the highs as well. And uh, uh, I have seen, you know, um, having worked uh, in the corporate before and uh, having seen so many projects, uh, you know, I have been part of several strategic exercises and uh, risk management exercises, but I have never seen, uh, you know, there are two, uh, what you call, big events that happened during my journey. Um, you can call them as a black swan, as... Um, uh, one was, there was an embargo uh, between, um, you know, UAE and Qatar. That was one of the instances where we were looking to sell some equipment to, uh, you know, a company in Qatar and then this happened. So we, the deal did not go through. 
and that had an Im immediate impact on uh, uh, you know our business and the second one was of course covid and uh, it happened all of a sudden like uh, i mean um, it happened in 2019 december uh, we didn't have the effect until march 2020 but we were not hoping that there would be such an effect, so you know. These two black swan events back to back. Yes, yeah. This the first one happened in two thousand, I think eighteen or seventeen. The second one hap happened in two thousand twenty. Yeah. So two years, but really got so to you see. Feel like you've just started recover from the first black swan. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Here's another one. Yes, and um, uh, you know, like I say, uh, you know. The only way to deal risk with risk is competency. You know, like you could have a safety gear, you could have the helmets and protection and all those things, they will protect you definitely. But, uh, you know, for somebody who is doing a tightrope walk, all that could save him is the skill. And if there is wind, a gush of wind, probably the skill would not help. So the journey is something like that. And So, so Rajna, you're sitting side by side in this journey and, and you're doing the same lows. How, how do you stay positive or push through those lows and, and get yourself back on, on, a, on a high note? So, uh, see, again, it is, you know, it's, if it's in third party, it is, you know, outside your home, it is, it, it's still okay. It is, it's a family who's part of this particular journey. So you have to be positive. It is, you know, you cannot, uh, you know, have a sad face that is that oh this has happened and I need to sit back no I need to be positive so that you know I can keep him positive because uh, I mean you cannot just say that yes that is this has happened but yes it is a tomorrow we have to just look at the tomorrow and see that if there is any possibility it is of improvement or seeing it is uh, I mean since it is you know I've been into consulting it is I've not seen any single I mean you know no, no same I mean no two days have been same it's always been different so I mean, taking you know cues from your own own experience, you would actually it is you know try to imbibe in your own life. So I've always been that way. That is, and I've seen him uh, being time pressured, being it is you know like uh, work pressured. Uh, I mean, you know, and since we have a family too, it is giving time to the family was also one of an important task, which I took it up. But is, but I mean, it is something. It is like you know you have to be positive as a mental support, and I think every spouse does that. I mean, it, it be a founder's spouse or beat an ordinary man's spouse, spouse so yeah like but, uh, beyond beyond that uh, spousal relationship you're found you're a co-founder in this business and, and so from and so from your seat in the business um uh, how i, I don't want to say keep a, a positive outlook but like how do you try to look past the lows and and when you're in the low, it's low. It's and, low, you know, yeah. We've all been there. Yeah. But, like, how did you push through? So, you basically analyze it is the situation around. Since it is your work, it is your past work, also gives you a perspective as to see if it's COVID, it is it's COVID, it is it's not just me who is into that COVID. It's the rest of the world. If it's Qatar, it is embargo, then it is that is it's not just my business into it. So, I mean, there will be, like, you, you, you look around yourself, it is you see that you're not the only one, say, you know, into that particular situation. And of course, it is you wait for it is a times to turn. Uh, we are coming out of COVID now, and so hopefully we're expecting it is by 2023. It is, I mean, we'll be out of this particular uh, pandemic. So you know, we have to have patience. Is what I have realized. It is a period of time. Other than that, I try to meditate a lot because that is that's how I keep myself positive. 
uh, I, I get into a zone where I, st- I cut down everything it is and I try to regain my positivity and then let's give if you don't mind let's talk about that a little bit more because that's one of the things that I teach yeah. is, is, is uh, a healthy body is a healthy mind but a healthy mind is essential uh, yeah. uh, in life and meditation is, is a great way of doing it uh, other people like me I just exercising and having mental clarity um, what 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 can you tell the audience about meditation? What was it, how, how do you do it? How, like, how do you implement it into your daily life and, and how do you leverage that for? Yeah, my, sure. Uh, so, so when I meditate, it is, you know, like I, I mean, I have a group of people that is whom I meditate with so that I get positive energy from them as well. Uh, and, you know, I, I, I try to, it is cut down, like, at least uh, half an hour during a day it is in a case I try to meditate so that it is I'm away from the stress and then it is when I come out it is I'm like fresh and uh, in terms of I think it is Anjani's meditation he goes at 6.30 in the morning to play tennis so that's his meditation and it is, it's, it's a combined meditation it is with the sport physical exercise and it is cutting off it is from the business and from the family as well the important one cut away from the family it's <laughs> a personal time right? <laughs> So yeah, so yeah. yeah, he is regular at his tennis, and so uh, that that's his way of meditating. But yeah, my way of meditating is, I mean, silence, you know, silence and observation. It yeah. is your breath and trying to see. It is you know, uh, I mean, not think of anything at that point in time because uh, thoughts keep coming. But yeah, I mean, the techniques of meditation which I actually try using, and then try to surround myself with positive people to be more precise, because uh, always that is vibes that you are in. I mean, it's an energy that you're trying to take. So try to be in pos- in, in company of people who are positive. And, and again, I, the whole point of this Founder Journey podcast is to talk about people's journeys and, and the different tools and techniques and resources that they leverage through that journey. And, and meditation is one, one of them. had come up a couple of times, but uh, uh, I think it's highly underrated how many successful entrepreneurs actually meditate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is an extremely useful tool. Yes, it is. Now I can't do it. I've tried many, many times, but I try to clear my head. Not, 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 a, not an easy task, but a lot of people do leverage and swear by it. Uh, the thing with meditation is, uh, uh, do you know this? Like, don't think of an elephant. Oh yeah, the yeah. brain cannot negatives no it's not just about negatives like when you say yeah, yeah. don't you, think about an elephant your brain to do something not to, to do, do something, something it will yeah. do so don't when you don't yeah. think of a dark room don't yeah. think of a car yeah what's what do you do so, with your brain naturally looks like? yeah so that's what uh, that's where the problem is so and i think meditation it need not just be you know sitting in a room and uh, you know trying not to think anything probably when you even uh, deeply think about something you are meditating in a way so yeah. uh, you might not call it meditation, but still, yeah, it is that. In a lot of different forms and a lot of different uh, uh, angles, but uh, it, it is something that everybody does at some point in their, their day, yeah. right? Yeah. Whether yeah. it's just sitting quietly, or even I know some people that while well, they're playing a video game, Mario Kart, that's a sense of meditation. meditation. Because they're, zoning, they're zoning in and cutting everything out. So, yes. This has been an awesome conversation. I really love uh, learning about other people's journeys, uh, but I also love learning about um, their their roots and, and their backgrounds and their hometowns. Okay. So we're here in the UAE, 
Dubai. Yeah. Uh, amazing Dubai. What's the, what's the slogan that's going around right now? Habibi, come to Dubai. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, Halakum. <laughs> Halakum. Tell me about Dubai. Tell me about UAE. What's what's the magic here? Why, why should other people look at um, uh, this as a region to expand their business? Yeah, this is one of the safest places with the best infrastructure and uh, ease of doing business because you could just open a company in a day and they have really set high standards for themselves and they are constantly looking to improve and that's what makes this place awesome and uh, yeah i think uh, it's hard for anybody to miss you know the moment you come here and you see around uh, other than that it is uh, because there is influx of so many nationalities here you get a lot of talent pool that is to work with uh, different kind of people different kind of cultures that you interact with so that's a plus that is in Dubai it is it's not just one region that you I mean in India it is supposed to say tech is a focus that is maybe it is in Mexico it's not the focus maybe in Brazil that is it's not the focus and it's maybe sport so you really understand from the cultural uh, you know leanings. In, yeah, leanings as to what you know that country could offer it is and you could you know Maybe I just get a eureka moment of an idea. It is of you know clubbing two cultures together, like getting a tech into a sport and then do something. So I mean, Dubai has a lot lot of things to teach. It's so it's a, a melting pot. It's a melting and pot. It's, yes. it's one of the most modern or uh, uh, newest melting pots. So you look at um, uh, Italy, France, or, 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 or the U.S. Uh, mm. like. Or Vancouver. They've, they've been around for a while, but Dubai yeah. is, is basically a city that's been built for the last 10 yeah, years, yes, right? Yes. And, yes. Uh, but everybody's flocked here, and it, yes. it has attracted so many great companies, so many great people. Uh, so it's amazing. I've been for a week now and have had an amazing time. And yeah. meeting great founders like yourselves. <laughs> that's great. Uh, th thanks for joining us on Founder Journey and sharing your journey. Hopefully, yeah. we'll see that journey continue into Canada. and. Uh, to hear more about the uh, suppliers came. Yeah, sure. And, uh, Ray, uh, as a closing remarks, maybe you can talk something about Dubai and your journey. Well, so to Dubai is, is basically, uh, for me, the third trade mission I've done in 2022. Uh, we're only in February. <laughs> so, so that's three, three different countries in uh, two months. But it, it definitely is one of the um, highlights for the last two years because being shut out and not talking to entrepreneurs and have finally getting out and connecting with entrepreneurs has been really refreshing. And one of the things I do realize uh, every time I travel is it doesn't matter where you are in the world, entrepreneurs face the same problems. I was at uh, Hub 71 yesterday in Abu Dhabi and uh, got to sit in with Founder Founders Circle and they were talking about marketing challenges and one of the ladies talked about how her uh, Instagram ad spend is not producing the same results that it did six months ago and I uh, kind of chimed up and said well it's because Apple's changed its uh, privacy policies and now all the algorithms for every uh, online digital marketing platform is changing and it, it just sparked a whole conversation everybody's like yeah 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 like talking about what's going on and, and how they're leveraging it or what they're doing to try to adjust and um, it just proves that this is a group here in Abu Dhabi uh, that is probably facing the same problems that a group similar is facing in London facing in, in York, in Miami, everybody's faced with these same universal problems. Yeah. Um, and so it's uh, refreshing to see that no matter how far apart the world is, we're still very close together. Yeah. Very yeah. similar. That's true. And challenges. 
Yeah. All right. Thanks yeah. for joining us on Founder Journey, and uh, yeah. we'll hopefully see you back uh, next week with another episode. Sure. Right. Thank you. Thank you very much.